much, um, Natalie, for joining us. I'm so excited to have you here talking to and loving on our Fit and Faithful Moms group. I'd love to just introduce you a little bit, start with prayer, and then go into um, the benefits of self-care in a self-centered world. Mm. Um, so friends- I would love to. Thanks so much for letting me be here to share today, Heather. Such a joy. welcome. So group, this is Natalie Dawn Hansen. She is an amazing person, Christian, mother, entrepreneur, um, and author of Made to Soar. And I am just so grateful that you are here with us because what we focus on the group so much is the pressures of motherhood mm. and how we get guilted into things and how shame follows us along, even though we've been called to be free through Jesus. And it's really difficult in a world that's focused on outside looks and what's going on um, externally to really try to focus on the inside and your heart change as well. And your book really breaks all of that down for how to have not only an intimate relationship with yourself, but how to be free from those chains that are pulling us down and holding us back. So I'm so thankful that you're here to talk about it. I am too. I've got so much to share. And just your introduction of that is, that is exactly my story. That is exactly what led me to write the book because I was stuck in the chains of perfection, of living up to some level of expectation um, trying to be everything for everyone and not mess my kids up, you name it. Yes. Um, but I was not living under the umbrella of God's grace. Therefore, chained to all of that heavy weight that was not meant for me to carry. Yes. So excited to talk about that. Me too. Well, I'll love to open us up in prayer and then we'll dive in. So, Lord, I just thank you so much for Natalie. I thank you for the calling that you've placed on her life and for her saying yes to it. It's really hard to say yes when you say to go, Lord. And I just thank you that you you uh, gave her the strength and the power to do that because she is impacting your daughters. Father, we thank you for the life change that you've done through Natalie. I thank you for the life change that you are doing through all of us. I pray that today your spirit would just come through, Lord, that you would touch the women that are listening to this in a supernatural way, Lord, to remind them that even though the devil says they are alone and they're struggling and no one else is going through it, Father, remind them that that's a lie. Show them the truth of your goodness, of your freedom, and allow them to step into all that you have called them to be. Thank you for a beautiful, glorious day, Lord. And in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you for that. Of course. So, Natalie, I'd love to sort of do a quick icebreaker question. Oh, okay. Up with our group. <laughs> I love to travel. It's one of my favorite things. I love to go all over the place. Do you have a favorite trip that you've ever taken? Ooh. And if so, was it with your family or with just your spouse? What's that look like? Ooh. Oh, well, we've done a few family trips. I have four boys. So, you know, it gets to be a lot traveling with a big family, not only financially, but just a lot of responsibility and planning and all that. So if I have to 
pick, I would be picking the, the trips I've taken with my husband. And this particular one is top on the list because it was, he won this trip for work. I mean, so we didn't even have to pay for it. How sweet is that, right? And it was in the Virgin Islands. So we went oh. to St. Thomas and St. John and had the most amazing time. I mean, the water and the the beauty there just overwhelmed me. It was one of the best tropical places I've been. I haven't been to many, but that one, that one was certainly top on the list. And then we also took a trip to Nashville with our best friends. And I could go to Nashville probably every weekend. I mean, I love that place. I love music. My husband and I both love it. So yeah, that was fabulous too. I've never been to Nashville and it's so close. <laughs> yeah. We're going to need to go. I love that. Yeah. So life with four boys. Tell me a little bit about that because I only have one and I'm like, oh my gosh, boy, mom going here, there and everywhere. How do you focus on not only making time for yourself and for the spirit in you, but how do you focus on making sure you're taking care of them and raising them in God's word too? Whoa, that is a loaded question, Heather. Um, (laughs) This is something I have had to learn gradually over time. It is not something I just knew when I became a mom that this was how I was going to do it and be, you know, personally um, disciplined and empowered to take care of myself. I No, I did not have that all figured out. But what I learned in my journey of motherhood is that in order to best care for them, I have to care for myself. It took me seven, eight years of motherhood to figure that out. When my when my youngest was about one and I was crashing, right? I was just, I was burned out. I was wishing I had something of my own. You know, I just felt like all I was was mother. Which how how sad to to yes. say it that way, um, because motherhood is the greatest joy of my life. It had nothing to do with my uh, the love I had for my kids. It had to do with the condition of my heart, right? That I shared with you was this self-centered type of heart that felt like I had to do it all and be it all. And what I learned is that I was not taking care of my heart. I was not giving my heart what my heart really desired. And there it says in Ecclesiastes that God has placed eternity in our hearts, meaning we will always and forever be seeking him. If we aren't seeking him, guess what we feel? We feel this ache. And we try to fill that ache by doing all of the, the things, right? By doing all of the things that the world tells us we need to do to try to measure up, to keep striving and never being able to fill it. I could never fill that ache, that void. And it wasn't until I started being disciplined in being in God's word. Yes. Focused, intentional prayer. Uh, that began to change the heart condition. Once my heart started to change, my mind started to change and I started to realize, okay, it is not all about you boys. I love you, but right now, mom's got to take care of herself. And these are the things that I had to put in place, right? I had to put all of these, these disciplines and these routines in place in order to mother four boys, in order to be okay being in the chaos and the crazy. Because what I, what I, what I experienced was I was losing the joy and delight. Here I had, I wanted to be a mom forever, right? It was a dream of mine. Most of us moms, that is what we dream as little girls. 
And it was nothing like what I dreamed of. No, I shouldn't say nothing. Like I still got to hold those precious babes, right? And have all the coos and and then the love, you know, there's something about a kid yearning for mom, needing mom that just warms our hearts, right? But I was not uh, ready for all the the unexpectancies, right? The behavior, the the power struggles, the potty training, the bad talk, the disrespect. Like I was not equipped to handle that um, until God got a big hold of my heart and changed me from the inside, inside out. That's how I can mother four boys. I, I, I would be struggling and suffering if it weren't for God in my role as mom. Amen. I love that you said you weren't ready for the tantrums and the struggles. And it puts into perspective how God deals with us too. And I'm so thankful to serve a God that is able to handle all that. We're not supposed to, yet the world tells us moms we are. And that we're supposed to do it with a smile on our face and just handle it. Right. And that's not our calling to handle it all. That's God. And when we don't lay those things down at his feet, we end up trapped in these cycles that, that just our way of thinking. It does. Yep. I'd love for you to talk a little bit about what made you want to focus on helping Christian moms, because that's my passion too. And it's something that I am very passionate about. So what, what drove that for you with your book and and wanting to empower Christian women? Yes, I'd love to share that. Well, the first thing is that I experienced the change in my own life, right? And I was witnessing other women still stuck in that place of struggle and heartache and frustration and overwhelm and exhaustion. And it only came from this place of there is something better. And the only reason I know there's something better is because I've, I've been through it I've been through it. And in your prayer, when you said, you know, Lord, just give us strength to walk forward and say, yes, saying yes to this call to love on women, to, to speak, to even write the book, to coach women. Now that is a, it's a big yes. It is not, I I often tell the women that I serve, this is not like a glamorous yes. (laughs) I always joke about how being an author sounds so, it was a a hard thing to say yes to put your story out there, but every step forward, every yes that I've said has led to a deeper place of refinement in my own faith, right? Because I'm stepping forward, not out of my own strength, but out of God's strength and he continues to show up in the midst of that which empowers me to keep keep moving forward um and so really it was just the story of my transformation that led me to to seeing moms and and wanting to to show them to open up a new story for them open their eyes to to realize and the, the message of my book is to Hey, you were meant to soar. You aren't, God created you to be this awesome, beautiful woman, to not be chained down. And and I use the metaphor of the butterfly in my book. Um, And we so often stay stuck in this chrysalis of struggle, is what I call it. But in the struggle, whatever struggle it is, whether it's motherhood or wifehood, 
um, he wants to use that struggle to change us, to transform us, to refine us. And then he doesn't want us to stay there. He wants us to emerge. And he's not wanting us to emerge on our own. He's saying, I'm with you in the emerging and I'm doing the transforming work. This is nothing you have to do. But what it requires of us, Heather, it requires something of us. It requires this, this willingness to surrender the self. And that is, again, that's what I learned. And I see, see so many women, bless their hearts, that are, that are relying on their own strength. Yes. Do the work that is laid before them. They can do the work, but there will be joy in the work when they surrender it. Um, and that's really, truly what I what I learned. And that's what I think empowers, you know, my inspiration to just keep reaching women. I love that so much. And as Christian women, sometimes we'll transition into the self-care because you said, you know, until you take care of your time in the word and until you take care of your mental state and emotional state, You can't give your best to your husband or to your kids or to your book and to your job. So how do you view self-care in this self-centered world? Because I know with the women I deal with too, it's hard, Mm -hmm. especially for Christian moms to say, I'm taking time for myself because we feel so much like our calling is to be doing everything all the time for everyone. And then we come last and that's being good. But How do you view that, especially with women you work with and even for yourself, that we have to flip that mindset and not take on what the world is telling us self-care is, that it's not always manis, petties, massages, that it is taking Mm. care of your health and taking care of your mind and intentionally making time to be in the word. How do you view Uh. that? How do you coach that with your clients too, to say, it's not what the world says, but it's what God says. This is so good. There's so much to share. I first want to just go back to this place. When I first got started, I was doing a lot of parent coaching, mom coaching on how to, how to like grace filled discipline. How do we raise our kids, right? With the, the love and grace of God. And what I discovered is that we can't do that until our hearts are changed, until we have spent our own time in the word. So I kind of had to flip things. And before I could actually give strategies and tactics on how to love our kids with this grace-centered heart, I had to first get moms to that place of heart change, right? And so when you're talking about self-care, and I know, Heather, that you, when you talk about self-care, you're talking body, mind, spirit, even relations. For me, it even involves how am I relating to my kids, to my spouse, to my friends. Um, and it all comes from this, this perspective. How are we seeing the world? How are we seeing others? And in my book, I talk about switching to a, a Christ-centered mindset. And that concept is, am I seeing the world? Am I seeing myself? And I, am I seeing other people from the perspective of Christ? For example, when my kid is throwing a tantrum, am, am I only seeing the tantrum or am I seeing him through the lens of Christ that says, you are a sinner, but I have covered you. When I can take it from that place, then my response to my child 
is one filled with grace instead of mm. anger and resentment and frustration. Um, yes. And that takes, though, that takes a heart that knows God's truth. If we don't know God's truth, if we we will succumb to the, the messages of the world, right? Um, that say we aren't enough or that we're failures. Um, and, and I am a firm believer in being able to recognize and take captive the lies that we hear in our minds. And then the only way we recognize the lies is to be in God's, in, in God's word. Yes. And, you know, I, I preach this a lot, Heather, and I know you do too, the power of God's word and the power of prayer. But so many women still don't say yes to it. Here's what I hear from them. They say, oh, I know, I know it's important. And so what I've learned is this becomes, ladies, an act of the will. Because we are of the flesh. Our flesh will always want us to do something else. Our flesh does not want us to be in the word. We have to will ourselves to do it, whether you want to do it or not, whether you feel like you have time to do it. Once you can will yourself to be in the word and be in prayer, the other parts of self-care begin to line up much easier because it's really, at the end of the day, it's a fight in the mind. And, and we choose, we get to choose. Are we going to one, stay committed to, for example, uh, a fitness and wellness and nutrition plan? That again, it's an act of the will. But if we can know God's truth that says, hey, your body is a temple, take care of your temple. Whoa. <laughs> God gave me this body, I am going to take care of it and I'm going to set out a plan that will take care of it, right? And I'm gonna commit to that, not because it's solely for my sake, but because God says, this is what's best for me, right? When we can fully believe that God wants what's best for us, then we are willing that act of the will to follow his commands, to follow in what he lays forth that says this, if you follow this, this will lead you to the best life I have for you. This place is where you will soar with your wings unfurled in purpose and passion and power. Um, but it really starts. It really starts in the heart. Yes. I love that. It's a lot. It, it is. And, you know, you said earlier, you know, motherhood more or less doesn't come with a book. You know, it doesn't come with a guide, but I'm so thankful that being a Christian does, that God allowed us with the Bible to say, I know you can't do this. Here's my word. And yes. no matter what yes. situation we are dealing with, we have the resource to go to it and yes. say, this is what I'm going to choose. Not what my neighbor says. Not what the world is telling me, not what the PTA wants me to do. Yes. What does God call me to be as a mom? What does God call me to yes. be as a wife? And we can go to that blueprint. So yes, you don't leave the hospital with a book, but God gave us one to mm. walk by too. And I feel sometimes as wives and moms, we can forget that, that yeah. they're, they're is a guide that we should follow and we have it available. Yeah. And you know, the other, the other um, truth that began to change my mindset mm -hmm. was learning from God's word that my role as mom 
is divine. My role is not, ladies, let, let, hear this out, okay? It is not to, to raise good, kind, respectful, confident, compassionate kids. That's not my first role. My first role is to lead my kids to Christ, to lead them to faith, to pass on the faith. And then what's so beautiful is that when you pass on the faith, all of the other things we want is a result of a child who is following Christ. So when I was able to recognize, whoa, my role is to pass on the faith. That is my role. We see it in scripture time and time again, share these messages with your children and their children and their children. That is when it's some sort of a, a switch flipped in how I began to approach motherhood. Yes. Mm-hmm. That is so good. Um, it's almost do as I say, not as I do. And we mm-hmm. say that so often in mm-hmm. worldly ways. You know, as I find myself saying that too, like, oh, I do it this way, but no, you don't do it that way. And it can be from anything from, I was teaching Mila how to ride her bike. Like, I know you saw me do this, but don't do it. (laughs) And kids imitate that, whether it's good or bad. So if we aren't leading the way and showing them how we get down on our knees and pray, how struggling is okay, because we have a God that's stronger than that. Crying is okay, because we're giving it to God, not just brushing it under the rug and saying, I, I, I've got it. I've got it. I've got yes. it. And All of that. There's yeah, yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, you talk a lot about how you deal with, um, stress and how moms are under this insane pressure mm-hmm. and it's hard because we fall under the worldly guilt that yeah. is stress to do everything. Yeah. How do you show your kids in a real life way, mm. how to deal with stress and how to involve faith in your walk and not just say pray, but to actually do the action behind it. How do you show that to your your boys? Well, I think you I think you just said it. I, I do it, right? So when one of them is struggling in some way, right? It is not talking it through in a practicality way. I mean that's that's powerful too. I don't even go there to strategies to help stress until I go to prayer with them. Yeah. We go to prayer and then we grab the Bible and I say, okay, what are you struggling with today? Let's see what God says about that. If we have to take the time to do that because then they'll know what their book of life needs to be, their go-to resource, right? Um, If I'm not going to show them that I'm doing that, Will they learn it? They may learn it on their own, but there's power in learning it right here under my roof. And the other thing that I do, Heather, um, is I I speak, I was going to say truths, but um, I recognize this is a part of the perspective, right? When I'm watching my kids in the middle of things, whether it's a conflict or a really cool Mm -hmm. thing, um, I am looking at them from the the vision of their greatness. greatness in them and it is a greatness that God has given them and when I recognize let's say it's it's, um, even a self-control issue right a kid might be throwing a fit in some way but in the midst of that fit is still self-control because one they might not be hitting me two they might not be hitting a brother so there's a level of self-control there and so this is part of the strategies I teach from this grace-filled parenting is that when I recognize that, I'm going to say out loud to my son, hey, 
I know you're upset, but do you, do you know that I see that you have incredible self-control right now? And that self-control is a fruit of the Holy Spirit that lives in your heart. I'm seeing right now, God build and nurture that characteristic in you, the characteristic of self-control. Self-control is not something that you get to fully take credit for. This is God working in you to build that. And so I'm content. The Holy Spirit's a whole nother thing that I did not understand for a very long time. So that was something I wanted to start speaking over my kids so they could start to grasp what is this, this Holy Spirit thing. And so that's another way in which I bring faith like organically right into the center of life. With them. I love that so much. And especially as a mom of boys, boys love that affirmation and kids mm -hmm. in generally in general love the affirmation. And so often as parents, we look at what we're doing wrong. Right. And that's because our lenses are looking and judging right. ourselves right. at what mm -hmm. we're doing wrong. So we just project what we right. act on. And you flip that completely to, hey, they could be X, you know, and they're working through it and we're growing through it in right. progress. And I always say this faith and fitness and all of that, it's not an endpoint. You don't get some right. at the top of exactly. my Exactly. On the top of my parenting, my kids are the, yep. the best. No, we're growing and changing and developing mm -hmm. throughout All our the entire journey of life that God gave us here. So yeah. Yeah. stop looking at it as an end point and look at it as a development. And that exactly. you're, the small changes are the ones that um, matter. Yeah. And one other thing that I do with my kids too and have since I had this heart change is we talk about routines mm. and maybe we'll talk a little bit more about that with self-care, but I have routines, faith-filled routines with my kids. And so I bless them in this very specific way every night, every morning, so that when they wake, it's the first thing they hear. And when they go to bed, it's the first thing they hear. For, meaning they know and are reminded you are sealed by the power of the Holy Spirit. You are a precious child mark of the grace and Christ of God right? Or the marked with the cross. Um, and then I go into this other blessing. And, and even my teenage son, Heather, are still, I'm not really putting them to bed at night anymore. They're pretty much putting <laughs> me to bed. Oh, but they always come and they just lay their head next to me and, and accept the blessing. And that's just, to me, it's a gift to be able to give it to them. And it's a gift that they humbly come and receive. Um, and so it's just the practice of it, I feel, has to be powerful, right? We'll leave an impact. That's, that's my hope. Mm. Yeah. That's such a beautiful picture. Mm -hmm. I, yes, it really is sweet and precious. Yes. And yes. I learned that from someone long ago. I'm trying to even think who it was. I was at a Christmas concert, and he said he blesses his kids. Every, I went, I'm going to go home and bless my kids, right? So. It makes a difference. It, it, yeah, it has impacted our family for sure. That's so beautiful too. It's another another reason that you took your step. That mm -hmm. someone spoke. Anna, yeah. God spoke through that person, whether they were preaching or not. You know, it could be a Christmas concert. It could be a rock concert. Right. God can use anybody to speak to you. So and true. you said, "I'm going to do this." Yeah. 
Yeah. And it again was an act of the will. Yes. But even moving into more self care, if you want to get there, once we start the act of the will, guess what it becomes? It becomes routine. It becomes habit. It becomes something we don't have to work so hard to start or to maintain. And, and that's just an example of one of those things. So often I hear, and I'd love to know if your clients um, hear this too, is that they don't have the, um, the want really to start, that they don't see the benefit or the cost of starting up. And I always argue, I wish I had this resource to me years ago. I wish that I had said yes to God's call on my life year, years ago. And if we aren't intentional with what we're doing in our routines, yeah. then our routines, whether we know it or not, become habits of our children. What mm. do you say when your clients say that, you know, mm, I don't know, I guess I can start this later. What does that look like for you because I know it looks like for me that don't wait because every minute that passes by we're we're teaching new habits and we're allowing old habits that aren't serving us to live longer in us what does that look like for you and your clients well yeah one of the first questions I have women really dive into is what's your why what why if you say you want to get healthy if you say you want to grow in faith. If you say, then why? If you don't know your why, you won't ever stay on course. You will fall off time and time. Your why has to be so strong that it's non-negotiable. Mm-hmm. Now that doesn't mean we fall off the bandwagon a time or two, but we get back on because life is hard, right? Struggles will come. Doubts and fears are going to knock us off course, but our why is going to get us back up again. And my whys are big. My why, my first why is because I am a child of God, a daughter of the king who said, you are worth more than what you think you are. Mm. So instead of believing what you're thinking, believe what I'm thinking. And so when, and for me, it is, my why is I am doing this out of gratitude for all that God's given me. Like, if this is what you have made me to do, then Lord, I'm stepping into it fully, not Again, out of my strength, but out of yours. Um, my wives are my, my, my kids, my spouse. I want to be the best wife I can be. And that means taking care of me physically, emotionally, mentally, spiritually. Same with my boys. I want, they are my why. I want them to witness and watch a mom who believes that God is the faithful God he says he is, mm-hmm. who steps in to where she's being called not knowing all the answers, <laughs> still experiencing fears and doubts, but the trust is trumping the fear and doubt moving forward. Um, and so really that is where we start is let's, let's fine tune the why, because if the why is what motivates the heart. And unless our hearts are motivated, I don't think it's something that can be sustained for very long. Yes. It's so funny that you say your why. That's what we focus on in the Methodized Mom too, is every Friday they have to list it on their tracker. Mm. Why am I doing this? Because if it's not yep. front of mind, so good. Yep. life gets hard and failures come at you and the world sort of views failure as you're not good enough. Exactly. 
Mm-hmm. I'd love to know how you view failure because I, I always view it as a way to learn and grow and get better. So Absolutely. as a woman, as an entrepreneur, as an author, as a mom, and just as a human, I'm sure you've experienced failure. What, oh. what is one failure that you've mm-hmm. encountered and what did you learn through that experience? Wow. That's such a good question. Um, and I, I would say it's more of a generalized failure (laughs) in, in this regard of when I started to step forward into where I felt the Lord was calling me to screw. I was so overwhelmed continually by the doubt, by the fear, by the comparison, um, that it was, it was those lies, so to speak, that the Lord had to really use to refine me and to prepare mm. me for the work he needed me to do. Um, and so what I learned through that is, do you know what? It's basically what you just said. I learned that there is no end here. <laughs> there is yeah. no place I'm trying to seek. Meaning, And I share this in my book too about, hey, there will always be struggles that are going to knock us off course. And I was experiencing some of those. Um, And a lot of them were struggles of the mind, trying to push me off course and knock me down. And I learned I had to rise up and not depend on my own strength, but depend on God and to fight the good fight that Paul talks about, right? To to lean in to his strength, to push me through till I got to a place of godly confidence again. Um, And to really, but what it required me to do is to, to lean in, to listen, to seek. Um, so that he could do that refining in me. And so there have been seasons where I've been frustrated that perhaps things aren't moving faster or that I'm not, you know, getting this speaking gig or whatever it might be. Those things would make me feel like failures. Yeah. But I've learned that God's just going to use that as long as I keep stepping in. He's going to use this as a teaching moment for me to refine my faith. So it becomes this this um, place of continual humility. <laughs> and that's really, I think, where all of my failures have, le- have led me yes. is to a humble heart, a humble heart. And that we are all experiencing failures. We will always, because we are on this side of heaven, right? Um, and so as long as I can be reminded and continually remember to live within that humble heart, um, I will learn from my failures. I that's so great. And you mentioned the butterfly earlier. I'd love to sort of just dive into this too. My I know I <laughs> to wrap up self-care because I think you know butterflies do what they are called to do. Yeah. But in that chrysalis, it looks dirty, it looks messy. Yeah but it actually is self-care for the caterpillar to become what it is called to be. Do you view it that way as well? And if so, how do you say, okay, self-care is something God wants me to do. He said, have a day of rest. He said, take care of me. How do you view that in a, in the world where it's telling you to just, you know, do something else or do more, add more, how can self-care also look like rest and, and look messy, but still be leading you towards God's purpose? Oof. 
That is good. And yes, I completely agree with the metaphor that you shared about being in the struggle. There's power in that because he's trying to teach us the things that we need to put into place in order to soar in this purpose, whether it's motherhood, wifehood, your, you know, the job that you do, the dreams that you have. Um, there's power in this place of learning to put forth the truth that God says. So like you said, rest, taking care of this body, the, the temple of the Lord, um, uh, putting forth the, the roles that he says are priority, right? Roles as, as wife and mom and daughter of the king. And then it comes down to us then looking at those truths and saying, okay, God, how do I live that out daily? How do I live that out daily and not be um, skewed or uh, impacted by what the world is telling me to do? And it really, I just keep going back to the act of the, the will. As long as we can be in God's truth, we will have the power to start to build our routines. Um, and so when, when I can think of my own routines, physically especially, um, when I am and I do this in the morning. I go, I work out in the morning. And it's it's interesting. My my physical activity has kind of even transformed over the years in that when I am in the midst of doing this fitness, <laughs> it is, it's more of a worship. It sounds crazy, but I'm as I'm working out, I there's this prayerfulness um of and belief that, Lord, if I can get through this, then I know that you can get me through anything. There is this, when we can overcome something hard physically, we're inspired to go, well, geez, if you're calling me to this, I can do this too, Lord. There, so for me, I've discovered it's all so connected. Yes. If we can even maintain a, a fitness routine, we can maintain a daily routine of being in the word and prayer. I, I know you can, ladies. I know you can. Um, and so I, I, for me, it is just one day at a time, not thinking about tomorrow, because today is truly all we have. And to, to not beat ourselves up when we fall off course, but to have a community. Heather, you've built this beautiful community of women who can be encouraged and there's power in that the lord built community for a reason and it's because we're not meant to do life on our own so the fact that you are nurturing all of these truths for these women is powerful women take advantage of all that heather is 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 offering and sharing and encouraging because that is that is a piece to the puzzle that god's giving you that's going to help you move and build those routines and get you to that place of unfurling your wings and soaring so beautiful. Natalie, I'd love to go a little bit into your book. Let my listeners know too, how they can find you, how they can get into and order your book. If they want more information where they can go. Um, can you give us a little information on that sure. and what next steps would look like for them if they go, Hey, this sounds, you know, great. I love the fitness part. I love the, um, God part, how do I get my mindset transformed and how do I get connected to you? Sure. Thank you, Heather. Well, here's my book, Made to Soar, Christ-Centered Truths to Encourage, Equip, and Empower Moms. And this can be found on Amazon, on Barnes & Noble, anywhere books are sold. 
you can also find it on my website at nataliedonhanson.com. And I've also, because I don't know if you've ever read books and you're like, oh, that's awesome. I love it. And then it sits on a shelf and gets dusty. Yes. I've read many of those. And there's transformation that maybe takes place. But I was, I was wanting to offer women something more that could actually handhold them, right? Build community around moving them to this place of, of transformation. And so be off of this book, I've built a coaching course called The Soar Method, which really gets to the heart. It starts in the heart um, and we go through four stages. It's about 12 or 13 lessons. Um, and it's, it's helping women kind of go through the past, go through now, dream about what's next, and then learn the stages of how to get there, um, all based on God's word. And then I've, I have a community, too, of women who are going through this coaching course. Um, and we're just there, right? Each step of the way through the struggles and the triumphs and the offering encouragement, support, and love. Um, and then I do SOAR retreats. I'm actually doing our first one coming up in October, which I'm really excited about. Um, and it's taking the concepts, again, the same similar concepts and pulling it into just a, oh, a Friday through Sunday uh, retreat for women just to get away and really do some heart artwork, along with just having fun with girls. <laughs> that so those are some of the things awesome. I have going on. Yeah. I'm going to make sure that the link to your website is in there, that we get the Amazon link to your Perfect. book out there as well. And I just want to thank you so much for saying yes. Mm -hmm. You know, for saying yes, because you are transforming lives beyond your belief. And it's so hard sometimes to see the work you're doing when you're in the middle of it, but I have been personally just so blessed. Oh. And I know that millions of other women are going to be blessed through you too. So thank you for saying yes, because God's working miracles through you. And it's so awesome to get to see and witness. Well, likewise, Heather, thank you for all the work you're doing. And I know both of us don't take credit for that, right? It, it's hard to be thanked for stepping into something that God's calling and that God is truly getting all of the credit for. Um, and so I know that you feel that too. So thank you for all of your kind words. And and I just want to thank the Lord for uh, calling you to this place that you're at and being able to love on and encourage women in powerful ways to step out, to be all that, that God has created them to be. And I love how, how we from different parts of the country can unite under the same heart and message and and be just excited for one another um, because we are in this together. This is not about me and what I'm doing. It's not about you and what you're doing. It's about what we as daughters are doing for the kingdom. Because ladies, at the, at the heart of it is we just desire that you know and love Christ because that's the root of it. And when you start there, all the growth will happen. And it's not because of what I say. It's not because of what Heather says. It's only because of what God is going to do through us or through other people that are going to lead you there. Um, so I, anyway, yay to God. Praise God for all that he does. <laughs> yes. Amen. Um, thank you so You're welcome. much for taking so a few fun. minutes out of your day. I could talk to you forever. And Same. I'm sure my I audience can, would too. <laughs> I can hardly wait. I think someday we're going to have to see each other in person. Yes. This was just lovely, Heather. 
Thank you so much for hopping on. I hope you have an awesome rest of your day. I'm going to drop the links. Remember, it's nataliedonhanson.com and her book is Made to Store. I'll drop those links below. Thank you again, Natalie. You are a true, beautiful daughter of God. I appreciate you. Thank you, Heather. And thank you, ladies. God bless. Bye now. Bye-bye.